Okay, Justin. Um, so I think here you're managing uh, a patient who's having high volume upper GI bleed. Um, and I think that's really important to be aware of. And I think what's a general piece of feedback is that there are different types of clinical scenarios that you get, and some might give you a bit more time to get a bit of a history um, and you know, think about think about taking a take taking a more circuitous route to try and get the differentials honed down, uh, whereas some require fairly urgent assessment and management at the same time. And it's really important to know before you go into the station which one of these you're dealing with. Here you've got a patient with high volume hematomas, hematomas. he's tachycardic and his blood pressure is 93 over 62 um, and he's already got a background of alcoholic liver disease so he probably hasn't got much physiological reserve. All of these are essentially alarm bells and what you should be thinking is that this is a patient needs to be escalated fairly, fairly urgently and I think that needs to be get, got across throughout this station and that didn't really come across um, and I think that's what uh, the answer and the examiners are looking for here. So um, I think the A to E assessment, I think for this kind of situation, it's really worthwhile repeating the case back to the patient. This is a patient with a background of alcohol liver disease that's having high volume hematemesis and is currently hemodynamically unstable. The big buzzwords here, which really alert the examiner to the fact that you know what's going on. Um, in terms of your A to E assessment, for any patient that's having um, a bleed, especially a uh, high volume bleed, you really need to be thinking about circulation. I think you talked about things like chest x-ray um, and auscultating expiration. This is less important. And I think you really need to emphasize that you want to get onto circulation very quickly and urgently here um, because that is the key. Um, some You can do some assessments of uh, circulations but most importantly you need to start thinking about correcting the circulatory problems uh, straight away so it should be first of all with wide bore access um, times two one of each anticubital fossa ideally and then running fluids quickly through those and also thinking about like for like replacement so you should have at least considered and I think to be honest here you've got the mandate to say I would be cross-matching and initially thinking about putting out the major hemorrhage protocol uh, because this patient's got high, high volume intensities. You may not yet need the major hemorrhage protocol, but it's certainly something you could discuss with the examiner. It's something you might need to be thinking about. And it's just having that awareness and showing, them, showing the examiner that you have that awareness about the different protocols that have exist within the NHS to deal with situations such as this, because it's a patient that can very, very quickly uh, deteriorate and crash. Um, I think a few other things that you could mention here uh, up front are with an upper GI bleed, there is a score called a Rockle score, which is basically the score that uh, any upper GI bleed reg will use to decide whether the patient needs endoscopy overnight. And the Rockle score, I won't go through it in its entirety, but essentially it looks at basically how hemodynamically unstable the patient is. And that's the main factors that decide whether a patient needs scoping overnight. Um, and the next thing is you need to think about your team around you. This is just you on a ward overnight and a nursing staff has called you. You need all the nursing staff on that ward to come and assist hands uh, to help sort this patient out. And you need some of your own team. So you need to be calling your med reg 
uh, and having a low threshold for putting out a perioreal call. Uh, so either or, and they both can be uh, justified. You can say, I'd call my MedRed straight away, let them know what's going on. Uh, or I might want to consider a um, perioreal call. Either absolutely, either absolutely fine, but you need to escalate it very, very quickly because uh, this isn't something you try and deal with by yourself. Um, now, uh, I think the investigations, I didn't hear, and it needs to be first and foremost, this patient needs a gas. You need to see how acidotic he is, what his lactate is like. And also the lactate, give, the gas gives you a very quick early feedback at what the hemoglobin currently is. Not a guide to anything, but it's a nice thing to be aware of. The bloods won't come back for another couple of hours at least. Um, and then I think, uh, as well as escalating to your own team, you, you, at this point you could be even thinking about escalating it. We need to escalate to the GI team as well. Um, and thereafter, I think towards the end of this, you could say, I'd also like to think about their previous history of alcohol and liver disease and whether they've got, got any more information about any previous bleeds and scopes. Um, investigations we've discussed, and I think fantastic, you said cross match, um, things like. ECG, chest X-ray, fine, but you know this is not priorities. So I think that you need to also get that across. This isn't. It might seem like in the, in the IMT interviews that it's one size fits all, and you go through the same AT assessment, you go through the same investigations. It's not the case at all. I think the better candidates really, really get across the fact that they know that the investigations that you need to be doing for an upper GI bleed are different to those that you need to be doing for an endstem, to those that you need to be doing for seizures, for example. So it's really important to tailor your investigations and highlight which ones are the absolute priorities uh treatments now i think this patient is a patient with alcoholic liver disease there's a very fair chance that he has coagulopathy which might need vitamin k and more importantly prothrombin complex uh and he also may be thrombocytopenic so you may need platelets as well and you should already be mentioning fluids and also treating him with their own egg blood or cross-matching, if he's got any cross-matching in the system already. Uh, and the best the best candidates might be talking about things like telepressing, given that he's got alcohol liver disease. This is likely a variceal bleed, um, and so therefore telepressing might be uh, appropriate. And um, and yeah, I suppose that comes on to the next question. We talk about esophageal varices. So yeah, first, first and foremost, you can give things like telepressing, but really the patient needs endoscopy which I, you highlighted and i like that but really what you the better candidates and this is really probably a five out of five point the better candidates would be aware that for patients having an embarrassed bleed they need esophageal baroseal banding and if that doesn't work um you could think about a sing stank sing blakemore tube which basically goes down and applies pressure from the inside the lumen of the esophagus to basically uh stop them bleeding um and so that's the other treatment of varices uh your and i think because you probably didn't get get the fact that this is a patient who's critically unwell with a high rockel score and needing overnight endoscopy i don't think that they would came across in your handover to the gi bleed so you had a fair structure but it just wasn't punchy enough um so i think in all i think the problem in this scenario is that you probably didn't appreciate how urgently in the uh how critical this patient was and that meant the rest of the scenario um 
was just slightly lacking. Um, so I think that's what probably needs to be uh, tightened up. And it's really important. I think this is probably a good lesson about how important it is to use those 30 seconds or one more than 30 seconds to read that vignette and think about where is this scenario now and where might this scenario go? Um, because you can't sometimes think about all these things on top of your head, but you know, you've got alcohol liver disease. So you can already be thinking, may this go down the route of a patient with a variceal bleed? And does that change anything for me? And having that on the tip of your tongue makes your answers far more slick. Okay. All right. Well done. Thank you very much.